the divisional round in Vegas. Recap edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports gambling betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. I use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and have to start making the smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is peer-to-peer social betting platform. That's U.S. based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. And use promo code SGPN for 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. 15% off everything when you use promo code playoffs. And here we go with the playoffs. Speaking of which, and here we go with the show. And then the theme song that comes on after I read this ad reads perfectly to a T. Sullivan, the bet detective, the laddie daddy, the man in the box. It is Monday, January 22nd. Wow. And the end of January already coming through. The end of January already happening. And I'm still, can you believe this, C Generates? I'm still, it's, it's January 22nd. And in all my checks, I am still writing, hand over the money, I have a gun, don't be a hero. On all my checks, I still write that, even though we're three weeks into January. That's my, uh, can you believe it? Still writing on my check joke. People do that on Twitter. People don't even write checks anymore. But the joke, but the joke is outlasting the actual what it came from. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, see, generates are, lo- are, lo- are lining up here live on YouTube. They want to hear. We have a great show today. We'll recap the uh, great weekend of football, of divisional round playoffs. And I was in Vegas for the entire time. Part of it with SGPN, doing SGPN shows on Friday. And then I stayed for the entire weekend when a couple more people uh, that came out, with, which who are not business. I mean, we we're gambling related, but not uh Office related, not not that they're amateurs, but they were, they they were having more fun. You know what I mean? You got to be careful with Vegas and fun, especially when other people want have want you to have their fun. You you have your own fun. That's the thing with Vegas. Have your own fun. I got my funds over here. My funds going to bed. Anyway, uh, see, generates are lined up. We got JC from KC with blowing out the bomb. Who wants to know how about those Chiefs? Amazing, amazing win by your Chiefs. Channing Brown, Ronnie Pasco, Eric Turbin, Juke 72. Welcome. Come on in. We got to get right to the show. We'll break down your Kansas City Chiefs, JC. Fantastic win. The first game, they, I mean, they, was, they got me. I was on Buffalo. I'll get to that later on. But, yeah, that was the, that was the best. Kid. It's amazing how Kansas City does that. That was the best they looked all year. They didn't look, Marquez Vandalus Scanley's catching passes. What? Why? Why are you doing this? I figure I'd show up on week 21, wherever the fuck it is. (laughs) Anyway, we got back from Vegas Friday. I went out with the boys, Kramer and Sean, the main guys, SGP, because we did it. We did. uh, We did the prop show from the win right in the afternoon. And then we did the VSIN live show. I came in the studio. Um, I had to do the ladder, the the laddie daddy. I did a, a live in studio ladder segment. And I came in with something special. It was a gift, actually, from John. Uh, a big, like, Danish tray ladder that I wanted to give the boys in, in Vegas. But, like, it was, like, unassembled when I when I, when it got shipped to me, this new ladder. And it was huge. It was like a, it was like a huge painting. I had no, I had no uh, let's just say when I pack for a weekend in Vegas, it's pretty light, you know? Southwest, so it is for uh, checking baggage. So I had to find, I had to find a big enough suitcase for this fucking ladder. This thing was a, a, it was pretty cumbersome. I felt like all weekend, I felt like uh, John Candy from Plain Strange and Automobiles with his trunk, lug- lugging around the trunk around the city and couldn't get fit into cabs and shit like that. All because of this stupid ladder. 
That's stupid. I shouldn't call, I shouldn't call the ladder stupid. Don't call the ladder stupid. <laughs> so I had to find like my old European, like, you know, my Europe, Europe trip fucking briefcase to pack this ladder in. And I got it out there. Got it out to this, got to downtown. We did great. We did, uh, I gave out some great props on the uh, prop show at the wind during the day. One that I got a lot of heat from, a lot of uh, on X, was will a tight end score in every game of the divisional round weekend? The answer to that was yes, at plus 650. Ship that. That wasn't even a sweat. That was all first halves that hit. Unbelievable. Kelsey finished it off. He had two, didn't he? He had two yesterday? But Kelsey was the last one. Kelsey, Kate Otten, first half. Isaiah likely was early. Who else was? Kittle was early. All, all the tight ends were early. They hit early. Next week, they, they, they got to give me a first half line. That's how easy. That's easy work. Anyway. Uh, but then we did the ladder segment. That was funny. Then I'm walking down. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm staying downtown on Friday. Uh, they were at Circa. I couldn't get I couldn't get the circa rate. I'm only a segment guy. I couldn't get the quite I couldn't get the VIP circa rate that the boys get with Derek Stevens and everybody and and big balls. I got the D. All right, we'll put you down at the D, which is a little little further down Fremont Street. My hotel room. I'm doing arts and crafts. I got fucking ladders on my bed, stickers, and like Joanne fabric. Fucking. <laughs> Pardon me, uh, C. Generous. I'm still coughing. Uh, and also, no, remember that little, little illness I had last week? I was trying to get rid of it. It was just about gone. Uh, uh, update, health update. Uh, you know what doesn't help get rid of a sickness? Las Vegas. That's what I learned. Las Vegas does not help you get rid of a, a thing. It's not good for rest and rehabilitation. Um, anyway, I still have a little cough, but I'm okay. Um... So yeah, my bed. I took a picture of my hotel. I'm like, what kind of Vegas hotel bed is? It's just stickers and ladders. I wonder if the cleaning lady came in there. I was like, whoa, what, what, what debauchery is going on here? What kind of kink is going on here? I just figure every hotel room is just sex in Las Vegas. Not mine. Anyway, um, I'm walking down and then I'm walking down Fremont Street with this ladder fully constructed, and it was pretty big. Didn't really get a side eye actually in Fremont Street. All the lunatics over there. Um, but then we did a. Uh, I left it there. Kramer went on a heater. He hit the slot machine. He hit craps. He hit fucking blackjack. That was fun to watch him going on a heater just because he's just loud everywhere. He's, he stumbled. He, every, he would just stumble into progressive. He was like, Eli, man, just horseshoe. <laughs> the seat next to me in blackjack. Guy was winning. He left. Then Kramer, oh, let me sit down here. And he starts winning. Why don't it's always the seat next to me that's on fire. I'm barely getting my head above water. He's like, oh, here we go. Let's just press it. Oh, look. Seven card blackjack. Look at that. I mean, at least someone won. Good for him. We took the same flight out. Southwest flight out of Burbank. Um... Had to valet it, so I was already chasing money because the one lot was closed. They didn't tell me that. The other lot was full. I was kind of running late, which isn't too bad. It's actually the same price as taking an Uber. <laughs> uh, but I had to be weary of that. Like, oh, shit. I better know. I, I, hope, I hope I don't have to fucking break my car out when I get back out of Vegas and I can't, I can't afford this valet. Um, but it was on the same flight as uh, Kramer and Sean. It was a packed flight. We get in there. We're both eighth boarding. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit behind. I'll sit a couple rows behind you. I'm not going to sit in the middle. I didn't. I, I didn't pay fifteen dollars to be business select to sit in any middle seat. You know what I mean? We can get. We can talk while when we when we land in Vegas. We don't have to talk on the flight. And I, I never got into that. Hey, you want to sit next to us? In the Why? Why do I want to sit next to you? Let's spread out. If you can spread out, you spread out. Not that we can spread out, but, I, but I'd rather have an aisle and not talk to a soul. Even a window. That's always a hot debate. Window or aisle. What do you think, C. Generous? Window or aisle? What's preferred? <laughs> I like aisle just because window can be claustrophobic. 
Although, I'll you can get you can get nicked. You get nicked in that elbow too, or especially when those flight attendants bring that beverage cart down there, make it run away on you. Anyway, um, oh boy, should I save this story for Manbox? Or I'm kind of into it. Well, the the Friday flight, the Friday flight to Vegas is always enjoyable. People are looking good. They're happy. Everyone's happy, especially from LA. It's like 45 minutes, but everyone's happy. They're going to Vegas for the weekend. Right behind Kramer and Sean was just fucking like this. I don't know what he was. It was this Greek guy. He had some kind of track suit on or some kind of velour jumpsuit on. He had his wife and his girlfriend or something. He was a douchebag. And I'm like, should I sit two rows behind him? I probably should have. And I wound up sitting right behind him, which I shouldn't have. He was already reclined back in his seat before he even took off. He wasn't even napped. Just to talk to the guy across from him in the aisle. What are you doing? The fucking seat reclining for this 45-minute seat that you're not flying back. They push his chair up. She puts the chair up. Later on in the flight, he uh, they do drinks. Actually, I can't believe they do drink service for like an hour flight, not even... He gets white wines for the row. Give me, can we get a white wine for her? White wine for her and a white wine for me, this fucking douchebag. White, he orders white wines. And then, then flight attendant comes back with the wines. This guy's fully reclined, just talking. Then a napkin falls off her tray a little bit, and she and he goes, whoa! And he lunges up to grab the napkin. And when she when she when he does that, it kind of startles her. And so she shakes a little bit, so her tray gets a little wobbly. And then he grabs one of the wines off the tray because it was starting to tilt a bit, thinking he's saving the day. No, no, you don't, you don't, you don't ever take a drink off a server's tray. They had that shit balanced out like a chemist. So she, he takes off, he takes the bottle off the tray. Then you know what happens next. It's a disaster. Bottles go everywhere because now it's unbalanced. She and it shits flies, bottle spring. They spray them a little bit. I get sprayed, my pants, my shirt, my book about cheating at roulette. That gets sprayed. He doesn't care about anyone behind us. He's just like, what are you doing? He's mad at her. You fell. She, she even goes, You don't ever take something off a service tray. It's a balance to it. Because you think it was falling. It, it was a napkin. Let it go. Who cares? She comes back with uh, extra napkins for me, you know, to clean up. Sorry, sir, about that. And I was like, not your fault, flight attendant. I get it, ma'am. Trust me. I know whose fault it is. And we both kind of like eye rolled to the the Greek prince of fucking Acropolis track, velour tracksuits. And <clears throat> we both had that eye roll. Like, all right, we get it. So I should have known then something bad Something bad. Something, something was in the air. It was a good weekend overall. We'll get into it. Anyway, let me get... Um, <laughs> a lot of people are saying Windows. Jesus Christ, C-Generates. Everyone's on the Windows. Eric Terman says Window. JC says Window. Captain Insano. Easier to ignore people. All right. Even Juke says Window. Emergency exit row unless you're flying Alaskan Airlines. Maybe I, maybe a shorter flight, longer flight makes a difference. You're right. Window, you can ignore people. You can burrow in that corner, I guess. Get a blanket. Pretend like you're sleeping. And you're pressed up against that. You're pressed up against that window, though. But how about when the problem with another one with window? How about when other people want to see out the window? Window comes with a little responsibility, a little little visual responsibility. Sometimes I want to see out the window. You know, we're only we're only above the clouds here. We're only close to God for crying out loud. It's not like you get that all the time. Let's see what this view is. But then when you when you open up that slide, then boom, that sunlight comes. That could blast them. It could blast an entire sleeping plane. And then you are the enemy. Sorry. God forbid I wanted to see this earth from a different view. Catch your nap some other time. <laughs> How do you nap in those seats anyway? Sitting upright like that. I'm sure I did this morning. I came right from Burbank this morning. <clears throat> um, yeah, taking the photos 
JC Rosenbaum. Always a good laugh when people take photos of the clouds outside the window. Trying to flex. I want to try to flex like this is like this is our private jet. And you see that spirit airline on the wing. Yeah, okay. We see what you're doing. Mm-mm. All right, let me get into some ad reads and we'll come right back and we'll recap the bombs that happened over the NFL division round and I'll give you more Vegas. That was just a Southwest flight there. Always a happy time. When we get the man in the box, we'll talk about what happens on the flight back. Always a miserable time. Anyway, but first let me tell you about prize picks. Is that what's going on here? Sure, let me give it out prize picks. Let me uh, put up a banner or something. That says prize picks. That way, it makes sense when I start reading about prize picks. It's daily fantasy done right. You give out uh now that now that the NFL playoffs is winding down, NBA is cranking up. Great time for NFL for, for prize picks because you can cross sport it. <coughs> oh, this cough is bad. I apologize. <coughs> I'm really, I'm really bad. I need, I need a cough button as well. But a league <clears throat> was created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So you can get LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a ten and a half combo, three points made and receptions, something like that. You can play famous players. You can do all the kinds of things that you want to do. Um, X players and stats. I don't know what. You go to PricePicks.com. Backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a final first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com. Backslash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. I'll tell you about a time when I did it. Um, yeah, hold on. And we're back. Let me, let me go back. We're back. Yeah, I played prize picks a little higher, lower. We thought we had it. We did. We did both quarterback rushing. That's one of my favorite things to do during court playoffs. Quarterback rushing because usually, like they, you know, they put it all on the line. Everyone gets it. Every everyone got their quarterback rushing higher prop. I believe. I don't know if Stroud did. Lamar got it easily. Obviously, uh, Golf got it on one quarterback sneak. Purdy got it towards the end. And Jordan Love. Well, he didn't get it. And he should have, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> My God, this is a, this is this is getting bad. I apologize to Jennings for this cough. I literally came here right from the airport, right from Vegas on Monday. Way too long in Vegas. Not the point. Baltimore, Houston. That was the first game we won on the Ravens. That was a big one. That was the one I liked the most. I think of the four games. I believe saying Baltimore. Minus the nine and a half. It got up to 10 um, at kickoff. I didn't care. I thought that was a smash play. First half, it did not look good. It uh, it was Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. It's what he does. But then he's like, you know what? I I don't care if I can't read a blitz. I can also I can run better than anyone on the Houston Texans. And that's what he did. And uh, he had a great second half, and they won. I won on the Ravens big. This is where this is where my Vegas trip switched, though. So Friday was a business trip, all SGPN, Circa. They were out, we were up kind of late just because Kramer was on that heater and all that stuff. But I had to go to bed, and then I knew I was switching from downtown to the strip. And I never go to the strip. It's way too expensive to strip. But I had new friends coming in for the weekend, you know, and they wanted vacay. One guy was coming in from Chicago and he's like, I'm on! And they're giving out free rooms up at the MGM, Delano, Mandalay Bay area. So we went up there and watched at the sports book in Mandalay Bay, which was shockingly avail- seats available. Like it was packed, but it's not like the old days when you had to pack, you know, hold over and like camp out to get a seat. And now you go in there and you get that MGM and they, love, they sign you up for their mobile app, their apps. I, I can say this now because they're not a business partner of ours, but I heard they might be pretty soon. 
Well, I probably shouldn't say it on the air, <laughs> but that MGM app blows. They all blow, and they love signing you up, and it's just, it's so weird watching people, like, the, the window tickets are empty, but people are just lined up with the kiosks. They just rather punch it in in the kiosk. And then, uh, so we hit that Baltimore pretty easily. Met my new friends, there's some Brady and Chris, and they came in, and, uh, Things started switching because now, now when you leave one group and then a new fresh blood comes in, they don't care that you've already been in Vegas for a full day. They're like, come on, we just got here. Let's go. You're like, good God, I got to pace myself. Packers Niners game. We had the over on that one. We lost that because of the missed field goal. I want to say because of the missed field goal. That was a game where it was dead to the over till it was happening. It was a kickoff return, kickoff return. And then once the Packers missed that field goal, you're like, oh, they're going to lose this game. And I was so mad. That, that's when things really turned bad. Jordan Love especially. We had his rushing prop. All he had to do, on, instead of doing that Brett Favre impression, and then what, it was a dead-on Brett Favre impression. He's, he could have jogged 15 yards to the right and ran out of bounds, no problem. But he throws across his Barty, Far, Bar, Barty. Favre and Body. That's why I just combined. He cr- he threw across his Barty, Farvey Barty, and uh, threw a horrendous interception to lose the game. And uh, it's it's tilting because I had Niners. I didn't even have that Niners tease. Everyone in the world had a Niners Ravens teaser. There was a guy in our roulette, t- our blackjack table, was like, he calls me and Sean in, like whispers those. I have the greatest bet of all time tomorrow. This was on Friday night. I'm like what? What is it? Think he's gonna have some prop for us or something. Baltimore, San Francisco, tease at seven points, seven and a half. So it goes underneath the three. So oh, a minus one thirty teaser. Yeah, trying to trying to give you free money and it, and it hit. But I mean, come on, the, the dumbest squarest bet of all time, and it should not have hit. I'm still tilted that the Niners won. The game. It's not that the Niners won the game. They escaped. They absolutely escaped. But now, now they're trying to change the narrative. Like, that's the comeback we need. Purdy looked great in that comeback. Purdy looked terrible. Purdy looked absolutely awful. And they keep talking about the Shanahan offense. The Shanahan offense is just getting bailed out by the best player in football, Christian McCaffrey. That's the Shanahan offense. Genius. Anyway, and it's just the way the narrative is. And then, and, and, and then you hear all the corporate shills of NFL, like the league got it right. Like, like it's a committee. This is the final. These are the four best teams left. The league got it right. We want to see San Francisco. Just the relief they had. There's this guy behind us too. Oh my God. That's what I do. That, that was, that's what hasn't changed about sports books. There's still the fucking loudmouths there all day. Bro, what are you doing? Bro, bro, he did the wrong route, bro. Doesn't know what he's doing. See, he's not designed for it. I mean, knows, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And you know he lost. You know he had a San Fran the whole time because then he was dead silent afterwards. There's always a nice, fun combination of betters at the sports book and then fans of the actual team. Niner fans happy. What are you happy about? You didn't cover. Speaking of the window aisle debate, Ronnie Pasco says the William Shatner Twilight Zone episode taught him not to sit by the window. That was uh, that the movie? One of the, the monster on the plane? That's, some, that's not the scene where someone died. Someone died in the Vietnam one. Um, yeah. That monster on the plane, then his face right up to it, and he, and he does the finger. Doop, 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 doop. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, where was I? God, I would have loved the Niners. I mean, come on, Packers. You have to humble these fucking Niners. Now, now, now the Niners are going to walk to the Super Bowl. But so that happened. So as soon as Love didn't make that run, we would have got the Love over rushing prop. We would have got the field goal to tie the game at, at the very least. I know they missed the field goal. They were up four with the ball in the 25. It's like eight minutes to go. They missed a field goal. What are you going to do? That guy behind us, though. Oh, my God. 
Nothing but bro talks, nothing but comments, just fuck expert analysis. And everything he says was just either dumb or just like incorrect. And like, I'm like, what am I going to turn around and tell him? Like, excuse me, sir, that dumb comment is dumb because of this. Also, you're very dumb. Can you just take your dumbness down, down a few seats a bit? I'm trying to watch the game and it's hard because you're so dumb. Everything you say, quite frankly, is dumb. I don't like to tell, call people dumb, but you were definitely dumb. Everything. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. So we lost that. Then we went out. We had, uh, this, like I said, the new blood of Vegas came in. Um, we still did. We still won Baltimore. I had a had some play out of some packing the points, whatever, some place. It seemed like a good day. And this is where Vegas gets you. Saturday seemed like a good day betting wise. Then we went out, we had a nice dinner at, uh, you know, strip steak or whatever, tasting menu there, whatever. And it's expensive, but you know, it's Vegas. You win. That's what you do. They pay in cash. Cause you know, you're going to throw that cash back out there. That's the other thing in Vegas. Sometimes I'll get the I'll get the meals now in Vegas because I'm like, at least I know that money's going somewhere. When you're just gambling, just throwing it around, like, well, that's just gonna be gone. I could have got something out, but it doesn't mean anything when you're just tossing, making when they make it a little chips with like, you know, Floyd Mayweather's face on it. Hey, look, look, look at this chip. It's got Manny Pacquiao's face. It's adorable. Here you go. He wants a hundred dollars. I do always say that. I always expect things to be comp. I was going. To, I was going to check out the sphere. We were at the Delano, which is right across from uh, the stadium where the Raiders play in. But the sphere is kind of close there. By the way, some of some of the stuff in uh, in Vegas that that's a whole dead area actually up there by Mandalay Bay. I guess they never really recovered from that one guy running out a block of suites at Mandalay Bay and murdering seven hundred people. That'll 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 put a dent in your Yelp reviews. When a guy does a mass shooting inside of your hotel at a country music festival, that'll that's tough to recover from. But that passes the savings right on to us, see generates. If you ever want to stay at the Mandalay Bay in your sports book, plenty of plenty of seating. Still a good place, if you ask me. <coughs> but I was gonna go to the sphere. I was like, you gotta go to the sphere. I'm like, yeah, of course. First of all, when we come in, the Luxor has got like brands for, it's got like advert billboards for like Doritos on it, that pyramid. The Luxor sucks anyway. But now they're, now they've leaned into like, fuck it, no one's coming here. Let's just make our pyramid a billboard. It's like Doritos and Bud Light on their, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, So I'm like, let's go to the Sphere, and then tickets were like two hundred seventy dollars, like for an hour long movie. Well, for a deluxe one, I think you could have got a cheaper one, like for seventy five. Either way, like seventy five. That's what it was. I'm like, I didn't, I want this thing comped. It's Vegas. I have a, I have, a, I have like, I don't know why I have this uh, entitlement when I go to Vegas, where I feel anything and everything should be comped. That's just like the, what's been instilled in my head. It's Vegas. You can comp it. That's what this whole city's business model is, isn't it? Yeah, for people we like. But they don't do that anymore, really. Not for normal people. They used to do it for normal people. Now you have to be a billionaire. They don't need it. See, the people who don't need it are the ones that get comped. So I turned down seeing this $2 billion marvel of a sphere of 18,000 pixels or whatever the hell it is because, you know, because it wasn't comped. My $100 ticket wasn't comped. But meanwhile, I'm flipping $100 chips on, you know, blackjack and roulette tables like they're fucking, like they're peanuts. Like, hey, go, go, go get yourself something nice, kid. Toss that around. Oh, that's a loss. Oh, well. Because that doesn't, that's different. Doesn't mean something. Anyway. But the strip is, the strip you forget the difference between the strip and downtown. The strip, I mean, it is soulless up in that strip, and they are just taking your money. It is a gun and ski mask situation. They are just robbing you left and right. So I, even though I thought I had money from the Ravens and a little bit of Packers, I still woke up with basically nothing. I mean, I could, you can't get to your room. They, they confuse you. It's a maze. There was a, I swear to God, there was a roulette table on my elevator. 
I'm just trying to go to my room to go to bed. There's a roulette table in the elevator. I think I'm hitting floor 16. I'm betting on red 16. I'm losing. That's what must have happened. So I woke up with uh, dead even money, which it should not have been. I should have been should have been up, even with the stake. Anyway. <laughs> oh boy. I'm already, already I'm I'm really I'm really blabbering around. Juke 72 with a, with a legendary John Panette joke. Vegas. I get them back at the buffet. I know. Here's the thing. What's a great, great joke from the legendary John Panette. You here for our. Um, I used to do That used to be my method, you know, for drinking. Like I'll, I'll drink myself even. Playing black. Because if you're long as you're playing, you're getting free drinks. So I'd be soaked. An hour into, like, well, fuck it, let's go. Let's 18 Jack and Coke this till the day I, till, till I drop, because I'm getting myself even. Yeah, looking back now, I realize I was just an alcoholic. So I, um, I was, this is another sober visit to Vegas, although I did take edibles. I'll get to that in a bit. Um, <laughs> I still get, uh, I, when I'm playing video poker, I feel like I, I feel like I, I'll get some non-alcoholics just to, I feel like I, I got to get something out of this. That's a good hack. Just put a hundred dollars in a video poker machine. And get a drink for that. hundred dollars a drink. No problem. Anyway. <laughs> um, Roddy Pasco says he'd pay that money on his fear. of watching the Niners lose on it. I know I'm, we were there. We were so close to having the Niners lose. That would have been so great. You could tell how relieved they were. It was just relief. Like, oh, real gut check. Fuck you. You. It was given to you. The fourth. I don't want to go over it. I don't want to go. I don't want to go over it on a show called the Recap Show. <laughs> but I will say, the missed field goal, of course, hurt. The going for a fourth and one with a fucking put to tush push. Why do teams who have not ever done the tush push feel like they can just do it no practice whatsoever i forget things are a copycat league but at least practice it once and again in a game situation anyway all right let me get let me get back to um let me do a quick read then i'll come back to the other two then i'll do sunday's games and a man in the box and we'll talk about where things really turned but first let me tell you about cut this, uh, this is an app that Kramer can't stop talking about. And Sean. Cut is a peer-to-peer -peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer -peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. You bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, whatever. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to chase down anyone for money. Social features, including group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head -head history, all that fun, fun stuff. Rewards, cashback. Remember, Cut is the peer-to-peer -peer social betting betting platform. It's U.S.-based and legal 46. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for 10% deposit bonus. I will personally see generate sign up for Cut this week. I promise you that. And I'll put out my bets, and you guys can come take it, go against it. You put up a lines. Apparently, it's really fun, and Kramer's soaking people. <laughs> like, for instance, if you like San Fran minus – it's San Fran minus seven right now versus Detroit. Let's say you think San Fran's going to kill him. You can say, I'll, I'll give you San Fran minus nine with the different you know odds, and someone will take it. I don't know. I'm just, for instance, I'll tell you better when I sign up. Thursday's show, I'll, bring, I'll put that up. But now let me also tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Oh, this one I have a thing for. Hold on. Hall of Fame bets is how you win bigger and by betting smarter this NFL postseason with Hall of Fame bets. Enter any parlay into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer to get hit rates broken down by the leg as well as expected probability of entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate. Best to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app. Visit hofbets at hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. 
Also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off everything in store now at the end of the month. Promo code playoffs. We're competing against other shows here, C-Generate, so get some man-in-the-box stuff. Get some Bet Detective. Get some Bottom Line Bombs. Go to the SGPN Merch Store and hit it. Hit uh, Playoffs promo code. You get 15% off. Yeah, get some man in the box stuff. Hit me up. Let's get this thing going. Let me win something. Let me win something for crying out loud. That's what I said in Vegas all weekend. Let me win something. Will you just let me win something? I'll give it right back to you. Now, sorry. This is the new Vegas, sir. Nobody wins ever. We charge for parking. We charge triple for food. Everything costs something and you lose all the time. And if you win, something's up. We don't like it. That is the new Vegas. All right, I got to put my brand back on there. Let me get my man in the box. As I'm wearing my um, Cracker Barrel hat. I had breakfast at the Delano. And the, and the waitress, uh, when you wear this Cracker Barrel hat, it sends off a couple messages, but I'll tell you one thing. You go somewhere else for breakfast, it, know, it, lets, it lets them know that I'm serious about my breakfast. You know? It's kind of like, like when they think you're a critic. Like, oh, we make sure he gets the, you know, the five-star service. That's a critic. He's writing a review about our restaurant. This guy's got a Cracker Barrel hat. He probably goes around the country fucking ripping breakfast orders to shreds. Anyway. We're back. <laughs> I should have said that earlier, but I did not. Um, <laughs> we are back in the uh, bottom line bombs. I am your host. CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Setting off back alarms. Going the distance. Just hitting every button here with no cor- no uh, correlation there whatsoever. Colby, Colby, Dion D, sipping, sipping whiskey. that beautiful whiskey you guys gave me for Christmas. <laughs> with a list. That was amazing. There was a whiskey. I'll say this. In the, that, that nice steak dinner place. Uh, they, had wi- they had this whiskey in the, the dessert, like in one of the mixes, like one of the sauces. Here, there's a creme brulee here. There's a chocolate thing here. This thing's a uh, caramel. It's got a little bah, bah, and a little bah, bah. turned out to be whiskey. Strong whiskey. They didn't tell me. They didn't really tell me beforehand. Me as a, a man who hasn't drank in over three years with my own situation with it, not told that there's uh, whiskey in the dessert, the sauce, I, uh, I made sure I let the waiter know after I ordered 17 more, of course, and knocked back every one of them like, a, like they were shots. Anyway, it was a good time. Good time out there in Las Vegas. All right, Detroit, Tampa Bay. This was a fun game. Baker, of course, wound up being Baker with the interception at the end. His wasn't even like Jordan Love. Jordan Love did a Brett Favre impression. Baker just did a Baker impression with that pick at the end. Uh, Big Detroit fun time game. They're the story. I tell you what, with Detroit, everyone's rooting for Detroit. Detroit fans, they're the new Buffalo fan. Buffalo fans, we'll get to them in a second, but the Detroit fans... They're easy to root for because Detroit's always been Detroit. But I am already getting sick of the after every win, the, the crying and the tears and the ticker tape. Like we just got back from the war and people are telling announcers telling you to text your Detroit fans. They've never gotten a text before. And it says you've won a divisional round. You're now in the conference championship because beepers didn't even exist back then. Like, OK, let's relax a little bit. Congratulations, Jared Goff. This one, I was on Tampa early. Then it became such a public dog. At the end, I did like feel like, uh-oh, this is definitely going to be the Detroit game. Just because so many people are on Tampa Bay. And it was, what was amazing was it was the two-point play. Tampa Bay scored down 14 to make it an eight-point game, and they went for two. Why? Which I couldn't believe Ryan Flores knew that. Someone told him that. Because usually defensive coaches, they don't like sabermetrics like that. And it is the right play math-wise. 
but it's a hard sell. So I, and it's amazing that it was for the spread. The spread was six and a half. They, it looks like if to the naked eye, it looks like they're going for two to cover the spread, but that's the new math. And to listen to Chris Collinsworth try to explain that math to America was hilarious. Like I have a couple text threads that go on during the game. Like, and I got a buddy who's like, I still don't understand this. Why are we? Why do teams go for two here? I'm like, that answer can't be done in a text thread. That's in a subreddit forum. That's for fucking. That's just for way different types of people. There's a lot that goes into it. What I don't like doing is just tossing up a fade to Mike Evans. What a cowardly play that call was. Anything but that. The fade. The fade is so boring. And just so non-creative down the goal line. It's just ridiculous. And then he throws that awful feed. Early on, this was a little hidden moment. When Detroit was going to score, Baker threw a pick early on. And then it looked like the Lions were going to score a touchdown. It was like second and goal. And then they they tried to get cute, as they say, by throwing the ball. And Jared Goff throws a pick. It should have been picked. Dropped and it got gave it gave Detroit such PTSD and Campbell PTSD. They're like, all right, just take a knee on third down. Let's kick a field goal. They wouldn't. They were terrified of Goff throwing the ball. So let's not forget that. I don't even want to talk about the Packers dropped interceptions. Come on, they dropped two pick sixes. Yeah, but that's why they play defense. Blah, 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 blah. The degenerate still rocking the chat. Also, thank you who are watching live on the YouTube chat, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. No sense there sitting and watching without hitting the thumbs up. I need to hit the thumbs up. Just kidding. All right, let's get to the real game. Kansas City, Buffalo. I don't know why. I'm just... uh... Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, first road playoff game. Showtime Mahomes. First ever road playoff game, other than, you know, Super Bowls. He's never been playing on the road. They really played that up. Like, how's he going to handle it? I don't know. How's Patrick Mahomes going to handle being on the road in a playoff game? Wow. Pretty well. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he'll be just fine. He's Patrick Mahomes. He's won two Super Bowls. They, they were pretty big games. Yeah, no, right. It wasn't as hostile as Buffalo breaking through tables, but you know, it was obviously the best game. It was supposed it was the high, it was the headliner game. Even though Green Bay San Francisco was a great game, but that was also a great game because it was. A, but it was also played poorly. Both teams were like fucking up. Here, both teams played pretty well, so it was awesome. The best rivalry going right now in the NFL: Detroit, KC, and Buffalo. Uh, this was a weird game. So. This is where Vegas comes into play. So it was me and two buddies, and we all collectively, and one buddy Ray was, is a big Kansas City fan. He's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan, just like our man JC from KC. Uh, so he had money on KC. What about the other Chris? He had money on KC. We all decided we're all going to battle KC, but uh, I personally liked Buffalo. Thought they were going to win at home. I didn't think Marquez Van Mill Scantling was going to remember how to catch the football. I didn't know Kansas City was going to play their best game of the year. That being said, so I had Buffalo pretty big, but I couldn't really advertise it because we decided we were going to take Kansas City. And let me tell you, C. Generates, this is a nightmare situation to be in. <laughs> Watching a game where you're against uh, Phil but I did some quiet rooting. You know, I was acting like I was on Kansas City, which I actually, come halftime, I, I, I don't want to say hedged. I monetized my number and I put, and I put a lot on Kansas city in the second half just because like I said, I didn't want to have to break my car out of the Burbank airport of the parking lot being dead broke. I'm like, I better, I better make sure I have something to go home to. So I did. So I put someone KC in the second half just to give myself a little breathing room so I can get to the goddamn airport. But mainly I was on Buffalo and I hit it pretty well. During the game, like I act like I was reading for Kansas City. Like when that fumble happened through the end zone by Miko Hart, Miko Hardman, first of all. Why is Miko Hardman getting the ball? 
you know, he fumbled it through the end zone. I'd, I'd act like, come on, he didn't, that, that ball, he, that ball wasn't down. What a dumb rule. That's the dumbest rule in sports to touch back. But quietly, I'm like, yes, thank God. That's the only way the Bills can win this fucking game. Great rule. You got to protect the ball. Got to protect the ball. You can't just poke it out willy-nilly around the end zone. It is a dumb rule. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, it should be the other team's ball, but it it should be it should have been Kansas City's ball in the twenty. That's how that rule should be. Everyone agrees on that. And if you don't, you're just being a fucking troll. But it was a great game. A lot of rushing. Stephon Diggs. Oh my god, he he just does not care. It's amazing to have a star receiver out there for the last two months who just openly doesn't care. He's just walking around. He dropped that one bomb at the end. I mean, he was just, he just, he's just disinterested. Hey, Diggs, buddy, you want to uh, look alive? We're trying to try to get to the Super Bowl here, buddy. Not to mention all the futures I had on Buffalo. Oh, my God. I had so many great futures. Anyway. Um, but that fake punt Buffalo ran was amazing. Fourth and five. From their own, whatever the hell it was, 30, 35, and they pit and they just snap it directly to DeMar Hamlin, the up back, to do a power left. He gets shut down immediately. So many things wrong with that. McDermott, you fucking moron. They should have fired McDermott on the spot. Let DeMar Hamlin coach her if you want to do that. Who cares? If you want to go for it, how about you go for it with Josh Allen in your offense? How about you do that? But no, they wanted to get DeMar Hamlin involved because he died last year. Is that what we're doing? I blame the city of Cleveland for this. Because Joe Flacco had a month of good football and all these Brown fans started coronating that Flacco's going to win comeback player of the year. DeMar Hamlin had it locked up just for existing. And then these moron Brown fans got Flacco fever. And now Buffalo's like, well, shit, we got DeMar Hamlin has to do something now. Because before he wasn't even doing anything. Now we got to get him to get, make sure he gets comeback player of the year. All right, let's, uh, let's give him a fake punt. Gets shut down immediately. Hilarious. Someone tweeted out today, like, uh, <laughs> the play for, uh, like, the play. Anytime you see those, like, make-a-wish kids, like, in a, like a college practice or in a pro team, you know, like Nebraska, this kid is gonna die next year. So they toss him the they toss him the ball, let him score a touchdown to see what it feels like. And everyone splits splits the like the Red Sea, and they allow the kid to score on purpose. Someone tweeted out, "This is what McDermott thought the Chiefs were gonna do when they just snapped the ball to Demar Hamlin. It's Demar Hamlin, everybody. You can't tackle him. That's not fair." It was. JC coming to defense of the Mecole Hardman play. I mean, I don't blame Mecole Hardman. It, it, it happens. First of all, I thought he was down, but Mecole, it's just weird that Mecole Hardman was on the Chiefs, then gone, then came back. Whatever. It's you can't blame Mecole Hardman for that. I don't mind Mecole. That's not the point. The point is Jason Kelsey was the star of the game. That's the point of that. You see him on the phone. He was amazing. Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, of course, Travis Kelsey's brother, the podcast. Uh, brothers, which is funny because Jason Kelsey retired after the Eagles uh, got dismantled by Tampa Bay. And then he tried to walk it back a little bit. Like, oh, it's not official. Why are you reporting that? And you know, that's 100% based on this podcast. The producers of the podcast like, hey, asshole, we're trying to make money here. Okay. You and you make announcements on your show to, for two people to tune in. So he had to act, he has to act like he's not officially retired. Meanwhile, then he shows up to the Bills game last night to support his brother. He's fucking, he's in Bills Mafia the parking lot. He's do, drinking out of a bowling ball. Then he's up in Taylor Swift's suite. He's shirtless, yelling. He's got a Schlitz can or something. He's crushing in his hand or Labatt Blue or whatever. Taylor Swift's behind him. He's doing, he's photobombing with a shit. Taylor's, Kelsey kind of made Taylor Swift's booth look a little cool. Another, there's another thing in Sportsbook, by the way. I felt it for the first time at the sports book. Every time they showed Taylor Swift on TV in the sports book at the Mandalay Bay, I mean, it was hatred booing. Massive. 
as Brian Regan said, a boo sailboat would just push the winds of boo. Get that woman off the screen. Why is there a woman on the screen? I'm watching football. I can't look at women. Not unless it's a beer commercial. I honestly don't. I mean, whatever. I get it. It's annoying, but like. I don't even think people know why they're booing at this point. It's just reactionary. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. That it was just that was that was incredible. We had a guy next to us. So we were front row this time at the sports book. We had good seats. And then we had a guy next to us uh, who we became buddies with, Scotty. He was in a wheelchair. They all like they issue out wheelchairs. At casinos. Wheelchairs are prevalent in casinos. And the bet detective was on this. Like, I don't know if this guy is actually handicapped. I think this guy just wants front row seating here in the sports book. And that's what the that's what these wheelchairs do to you in these casinos. They get you front row and he zipped up there and he had a he had a whole bucket over his of he had a bucket of Red Bull and Michelob Ultras. He would knock one back each for each quarter. He'd pour a Red Bull in his cart, and he would zip. He would zip around, beep beep, back it in. So I didn't know if he was handicapped or not, but he's a good guy. He was on the Chiefs as well. Um, funny story: we go to the, the, the bathroom there at the sports book. There was a line at halftime, but people outside of it a little bit. It wasn't crazy. It moved along, but it was a line, you know. And then uh, our buddy. Wheelchair. He had to wait for the handicap stall because someone was in the handicap stall because there was a line and packed. So he's off the chair. He's leaning against the fucking thing, getting ready to go in there. He didn't look great. I'll say that. Still couldn't tell if it was an actual handicap or if that's just the way his body morphed from sitting in that chair for, you know, months straight or weeks or whatever the hell it is, 72 hours, who knows? You can kind of do things your body. But the funny part was, then the guy comes out of the bathroom, the handicap stall. He's clearly not handicapped. He's just a guy who went to the open stall because there was a line. And then he had to make the most awkward eye contact ever with Scotty, our wheelchair guy. Oh, hey, 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 little head nod. Okay, you're up. I mean, I'm up. What the fuck are you doing in my stall? Like that curb your enthusiasm. Then you wait. Then you wait. So I enjoyed that. I tried to talk Scotty about that. He didn't really... Know what was going on anyway. Um, so the game came down to uh I, I will say at the end, Josh Allen should have gone underneath a couple times instead of going deep. The one deep to Shakir where he kind of got hurt, and then he went deep again, just rolled out when he whatever. I mean, obviously it's me Monday morning quarterbacking, but just in just in general, because you want to grind as much clock out as possible. And then Tyler Bass misses the field goal. And that was the point, C. Generates, where I could not hide the fact that I had money on Buffalo. The second that kick went wide right and by a margin, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, it was like, God damn it. I ran off, not ran off, you know, walked off pace. And they're like, wow, buddy. I was like, wow, buddy. Well, we, that's good for us. We have Kansas City. But like, now I know I have futures, which I do, but. And we had some props. We had some Josh Allen rushing props. Um, but it was a great game. Buffalo Bills fans, they feel cursed. They feel tortured. There was a one shot of the guy crying. My buddy Sean Flannery, who I host another podcast with called The Blackout Diaries. If you're not a subscriber to that, subscribe to The Blackout Diaries. It's a drinking story comedy podcast. Very good. Very funny. Oh. Uh, we were texting back and forth. He uh, he says Bills fans are hilarious because they're they are um, they're Midwest nice, you know. They have a weird mixture. They're of nihilism because they're so tortured and cursed, but also Midwest niceness. They're all like, ah, well, we can't get mad at the kicker, you know. Mahomes would have figured out a way to beat us anyhow. So that's that's just the way things go. We would have lost in a tragic way, which I do believe that too. I I, I couldn't believe – I thought the Bills – I mean, it, even though the Bills were dominating some stats, it looked like – I never felt like they were going to – it just felt like Kansas City was going to win the entire time. 
It's another reason why I dumped a bunch of on the second half. But I thought it was going to be at least make it fun where Buffalo scores and then Mahomes drives down and scores a touchdown to win the game. At least do that. That's even more fun, heartbreaking than the missed field goal. The missed field goal, I'm like, we've seen this before. I've seen this movie. Why? And I saw it better. Scott Norwood's wide rights better. That started a whole Buffalo 66 movie, Vincent Gallo, when he, uh, you know, sexually assaulted Christina Ricci. You know, but the point is we've seen plenty of it. Ronnie Pasco says they want more sexy shots of Jerry Jones eating in the luxury suite. I know. It's just amazing. And he'll be there in Vegas. So congratulations. So uh, the the fallout from that, see generous was. So every, they all won. I still didn't confess that I had Buffalo. I said a little bit of KC. So they all thought they all my buddies had the feeling they all won. And then they had the feeling that I won. That's when I really confessed. So let's go. Let's get another steak dinner. They went to strip steak. And they're like, oh, this is, let's get a $200 steak Vegas dinner. What are what you want? We're winners. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll have the wedge salad, please, and a club soda. And if you could charge it to the room that I don't have, I'd appreciate that. There's nothing worse than when someone else is winning and they want to do Vegas differently than you do. You know? I tried to get the salad. They wouldn't let me. What are you talking about? You don't come to Vegas to get the salad? Get a steak. Yeah, no, I think you don't want to let we went so big last time. Well, come on. This is what we're here for. All right, you motherfucker. I don't know how this is going to work, but all right. Yeah, I'll figure it out next week when I get home. I'll try to move money around. Let's do another $200 fucking dinner. Um, and then I was just, uh, that was it. Let me get to the box. I say that because I realize the uh, the time is winding down here. I, man, I ventured in. Like I said, so Vegas was great. The, the the football was great. Watching all four games in the sports book with money and props and all that, there's nothing better. It is. It's, you're part of the excitement. People are rooting for everything. That two-point conversion was a huge root. Route. That field goal in the Baltimore game to hit the over was big at the end. Like that's what that's what that's when watching games in Vegas is fun. When game when plays that mean nothing to the actual game but mean something huge to gambling and everyone's in on it and is cheering, that's when it gets fun. So anyway. Um <laughs> what is my man in the box stuff? Oh yeah, like I said, so Vegas was fun, and everyone has their different fun. They're going to win, you know. I'm at the, I'm at the bar, kind of licking my wounds, playing video poker at the end of the last night, Sunday night. One buddy Brady started drove home or drove to Barstow or something. I don't know. But one buddy Chris is like, "Come on, let's go to the strip club." I'm like I'm, you can go. I don't want to go, you know. And I hate to be the guy who like. See, that's the thing with Vegas. Everyone wants you, you to have their fun, have your own fun. That's what Vegas is for. I'm not going to strip club. I have no money. All right. You can't go without money. Ah, oh, you can go without money. You can, you know what? Yeah, but you don't want to be that person. You know, not that I'm against strip club. I'm just saying, go, go have fun. All right. He takes off. So then I'm playing video poker by myself. And then a, a woman sits next to me. And this hasn't happened in a while because I don't go to the strip <laughs> anymore. I'm always downtown. I forgot what, I forgot what life's down. I forgot what life is at, in the strip. It's uh, a lot of professional workers. If you know what I mean. Ladies on the job. So an attractive woman sits next to me and starts talking to me. She something's up. <laughs> she's working. You can tell she's working. They when she was throwing her stats in the conversation, she starts talking to me and she's like, uh, "Yeah, so you from? Uh, yeah, I'm from here. Well, I came here from Egypt." Uh, when I was 14, so I'm 25 now. So I'm 25 Egypt with brown hair, blue eyes. Um, what? I would just throw toss that in there. Don't you start showing her stats in there? I'm like, oh, I see you're, you're, you're working. But, and so she thought she, she looked at me and she's like, oh, well, this is a, this is a Mark, a John, if you will. This is definitely happening. He's a fucking lo guy, a loser guy by himself. Who's just hammering a fucking video poker. 
But I was into the video poker. I was playing triple X, cross X. I'm, I'm trying to hit a progressive for crying out loud and get unstuck. So she's talking to me and I'm just ignoring every red flag. Like, would, would you hold these? Would you hold this, the pair here? Or would you hold the two, two high cards? She's like, what? I'm trying to, trying to talk to you about things like that. I know, but seriously, she, she couldn't believe that I was that into the video poker. It's funny when I look back at it. She thought I was a slam dunk. <laughs> it's like that a pretty woman, you know, when a uh, uh, Julia Roberts says to Richard Gere, hey, I'm a sure thing. Like, I'm a hooker. She thought that to me, you know. Oh, this guy's a sure thing. Of course he is going to have to <laughs> pay to have something fun happen to him. Didn't know I was just going to ignore it. Listen, I'm listen, you're great. I have a little cough here. I'm also stuck, and I'm trying to hit this progressive. If you could help me win this progressive, then I would love to talk to you. But I'm not buying it. She was taking all these selfies, trying to get me in the background. Said I was also conspicuous and take talk, meaning probably so she'd send it to her friend. Say, hey, if I got killed, this is the guy. This is the guy that killed me. But she's obviously trying to get me in the background, or they're setting up a robbery situation. I, 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 I've seen clips about that. They rob you. They hold the door open, and the next thing you know, the people come in from behind and they ransack you. Either way, she got the vibe that a lot of people get from me immediately that, oh, you are no fun at all. And then she walked away in disgust. And now I'm back. But I, that hasn't happened to me in so long because I just don't hold a strip anymore. I mean, actually, how usually it is up there. Like everyone, you accuse everyone of working. And then when you get back from Vegas, you accuse every woman you meet here of working. Why are you saying hi to me? Are you a, are you a hooker? No, I'm a barista. I just want to know your Starbucks order. All right. If you say so, but I'm not buying it. You're, is that your thing? Is this a cosplay? You do role play? A barista hooker? <laughs> that flight this morning, dear God. Like I say, the difference between the flight to Vegas and the flight coming back from Vegas is hilarious. Friday, like I said, wine spilled on me, whatever. I mean, I was annoyed, but who cares? Come on, we're going to Vegas. Rub it off. It's going to be all part of the weekend, baby. This morning, Monday morning, it was not that at all. It was pure depression. At the airport, in the plane, Coffee black. No, it's going to be turbulence. Everyone buckle up and shut up. Everyone's broke. Everyone's busted. Everyone has to go back to reality. I almost took over the flight. I wanted. <laughs> Imagine that. Take over the flight 9-11 style. Can we drive? Can we fly this plane into New York, New York? Resimulate 9-11? Do they have trade? <laughs> Did I have Twin Towers there at New York, New York? <coughs> End this fucking misery. Who brought the box? Did anyone get box cutters at the uh, souvenir store? I wonder what Sean McDermott's 9-11 story was after they lost to uh, the Kansas City. They were undefeated since he brought that 9-11 comparisons. She was digging the Cracker Barrel hat. You're right, Ronnie Pascoe. That's what that's what attracted him in. That was also probably this is an easy mark. Where are you from, Iowa? Where are you from? That's why I look like a guy from Iowa or something. When I said L.A., she's like, "What? How are you in L.A.? You don't belong there." I know. They put me in a box. I don't know what to do. Anyway, that's gonna do it for today's show. Thank you for everyone listening, especially live. Make sure you subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs with CJ Sullivan on the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, on its own feed, especially see generous listening on the NFL feed or the main show feed. I have my own bottom line bombs with CJ Sullivan. Cause after the NFL season is going to end pretty soon, the show keeps going year round. So you're going to want to, you're going to catch it there, I guess. And subscribe to the YouTube page. We're getting those clips up. I'm going to get some clips up. Oh, big things going to happen in 2024. For the for the C generates. I think oh, I'll explain more of the plan ah, explain more of the plans as we get further down the road as we wrap up January. I'll be back Thursday to do another live show here, of course, 1230. I appreciate it. Um follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken or on X at CJ Sullivan underscore. Um 
Share this show with 5,000 or 50,000 of your friends. That'd be great. Give me a five-star review. You can write a bad review. Like uh, the King of AZ did the other day on the NFL page. He wrote, you guys need markers, especially Sullivan. What is this, a picks page or an open mic show or something? I forget what they fucking put. But uh, he can go to hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very Pat McAfee style when it comes to that. When you a review that attacks me, I take it way personally and come after you. <laughs> Just kidding. Come on in, King of AZ. Anyway, um, so yeah, listen to that. Uh, I will be back in Vegas for the Super Bowl in three weeks. Is that when it is? February 10th, 9th, 10th, 11th? Uh, doing stand-up comedy at Wise Guys. So anyone who lives out in Las Vegas, go to Wise Guys that weekend. I'll be there with TJ Miller. I'll also be doing stuff with SGPN. The boys are out there all week. We're going to be doing shows. It's going to be awesome. But get some Wise Guy tickets. It'll be incredible. Um what a week that's going to be. They are really excited for Super Bowl. I will say that in Vegas. Like, wait, they're also like, well, God, when the Super Bowl comes, it's just going to be a fucking nightmare. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. I'm not, not that I know what to do with wild times anymore. I, I, I could not have been lamer in Vegas, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of excitement I like. Anyway, um, that's going to do it for the Degenerates. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, that, Will, as I'm trying to find the theme song thing so I can get the fuck out of here because this show's going long. All right, I will see you, boys. The C Block continues, by the way. I do the college show very next with Colby D, who had a birthday yesterday and some hits. Picks Dundee. Uh, the C Block continues, and that's where we're going to leave it at that. I need to stop talking and get myself healthy. Bye, guys.